Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. This is episode five. All right, everybody. Nate here again this week. I am excited to explain to you a new concept that I am just now seeing on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I always have to laugh because I feel like I start these by saying, I'm just so excited about this new thing that I'm figuring out because I genuinely am. And I appreciate you listening. My goal is to just really give, keep you up to date on what is current on YouTube and give you real actionable strategies um, before they, I share them pretty much anywhere else here on this podcast. So there's two concepts today. One is the concept of kiting or kite videos. I'm going to explain that here in a moment. The second one we're going to go over is a few questions from the Project 24 community, specifically how many videos does it take to get monetized on YouTube? And then a question about tutorial-based channels. If, if that's successful, will that work or not? All right, let's talk about this concept of kiting first. So you're going to see a pattern on your channel. You're going to see that certain videos do stand out. They do better than other videos on your channel. Uh, a way of explaining that is a video goes viral on your channel, but that's actually not what I'm referring to here. I just really, I'm contradicting myself here. It is not a video going viral on your channel. A viral video could be a kite video, but it is not, they're a kite video, they're, they're not the same thing, okay? Uh, a kite video is a video that stands out, that does more on your channel, it reaches newer audience, and as a result, pulls the rest of the channel up with it. So let me explain a bit more in depth on, on this. So let's say I publish a video. I've been publishing regularly. My, my baseline views is 1,000 views per, per video that I publish on my channel. I do, a, I do a video that does really well, and it, it stand out really well. It's not within the normal fluctuation. If the normal fluctuation on my channel, baseline, let's say it's 1,000, sometimes it's 800, sometimes it's 1,500, sometimes it's even 2,000, right? But then I publish a video that, that would be a normal fluctuation. But then I publish a video that gets 5,000, 10,000 views on my channel. The reason I don't refer to this as viral is because viral is used way too much on YouTube. It's, it's one of the terms that people always, they just throw around. I just want a viral video. Oh, this video went viral. But what, what does that even mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know. My definition of viral would be like millions of views. That's typically my definition. But there are videos that do exceptionally well on your channel. And this is what I'm referring to here. So your baseline is a thousand views on any given video on your channel, a little bit of fluctuation. Let's say it's between 800 to 2000 views. Okay. That's your normal fluctuation on the views on your, on your channel. Then you publish a video that gets 10,000 views. If that video leads to continuous views over a period of time and pulls up the other statistics on your channel, the other metrics on your channel, that is a kite video. And that is a very good video to have on your channel. So what it looks like is the reason I use the, the term kite is because it's, it's as if, you know, you know, you're all familiar with a kite. When you fly a kite, it's, it's riding on the wind. And when you get it right, it, the wind starts carrying it, but you always have a string and it kind of pulls you and you, you can, it can kind of pull you forward. The same thing happens with kite videos. They will pull your channel forward and do good for the rest of your for the rest of your channel. 
So this concept of, of, of kite videos, can they are good for a channel because they actually benefit the bottom line of all your metrics. A video that just goes viral that does not benefit the bottom line is not a kite video. If it, if it gets out of the ordinary, but your baseline views don't go up, yours, that's the main metric that doesn't go up. I could reference subscribers or, you know, a lot of the other things. And maybe you'll get watch time or subscribers from a video that, that does abnormally well on your channel. But even more beneficial than those is these kite videos because it does. It, it pulls the rest of your videos on your channel. And this is, the, this is what I see happening. When I, I'm going through a regular publishing cycle, we go through these on our channels and I get a kite video. This video does abnormally well. It starts pulling in outside audience. Something else also happens when I do a good kite video. And that is YouTube starts showing other videos on my channel to the viewers who came to that kite video. If it's done well, they liked that video, YouTube starts showing some of my other videos to that audience, to that viewer. That is extremely useful because it's building that baseline. I'm circling back here. So, okay, but let's talk about the, this. Can you identify a kite video? So we know the strategy. Do you want kite videos? Yes, you do. Are they useful? Yes, they do. Are they different than viral videos or videos that don't do a lot for your channel? Absolutely. Can you predict a kite video before they go out? Can you plan to publish a kite video on your channel? That's really the big question, right? And what would be the strategy for this? I think, well, the short answer is, I would say no. <laughs> you, uh, it, it's very, um, it is tricky to predict the reach of a video. However, I will say that as you get more mature in your channel, you start to understand what the audience likes. You are just start to understand, develop, develop those, just those sixth senses of how your audience, what kinds of ideas, what kind of language, what format of videos will do really well, what thumbnails will do well. You start to get a sense of that and you will start to understand what idea, what kind of ideas will be popular with your videos, with your, with your audience, right? So you get this sense, this, you have an idea for a video and you say, okay, this one is going to do well. I know it. I've, I've got a pretty good sense. You can't ever know with absolute certainty, but I got a pretty good sense. This video is going to do well. Now, what do I want to do about that? Obviously, I'm including call to actions in all of my videos, right? Go watch this video, you know, boop the like button, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm including these call to actions in all of my videos. But if I have an idea that I have a pretty good sense is going to go larger, then I want to go into producing that video with the strategy that it is going to carry my channel for a while. It's going, well, I don't know if carry is the right term, but it is going to pull my channel forward, pull my channel up um, for a while to, for the, for the, I guess the lifetime of the popularity of that video, it's going to be a beneficial video. So what kinds of strategies can I put into place so that this kite video, that it becomes a kite video? Because here's why this is so important for, well, there's a few tiers here. One is I'm co just completely oblivious and I get lucky. I have a video that goes really well and it goes huge and a lot of people watch it, but it does nothing for my channel. That's the, that's the entry level, right? Another is I'm doing pretty good in my call to actions. I do a video that does pretty well and it, it's good. The audience likes it. 
but it wasn't strategically done. It wasn't strategically placed. So it, it does some benefit for my, my channel. And, you know, maybe I get some more subscribers. Maybe they happen to see the other videos on my channel. That, that's great, right? But the next tier is where I strategically decide that I'm going to set up this video so that it does raise the rest of the videos on my channel. It's going to be a kite video. This is, I know this is going to be a kite video. I'm going to set it up right. So how do we set it up right? One is in the call to action. Um, I'm going to start there and then go through all the pieces of setting up a kite video. But the, the call to action is, it should always be at, in almost every video, aside from asking them to like the video or subscribe to, to your channel, it should be a clear reason to look at the other content on your channel. It could be a specific video. It could be uh, a, a specific reason to subscribe to your channel and watch other videos on your channel. Uh, but but going into it, showing knowing strategically that I'm going to show them a good sense of what my channel is about in this video and why they want to be part of the audience, why they want to watch other videos on my channel. So we go into it answering that question. Like, okay, what, what, how are we going to show them what this channel is about? And in a kite video, you want to be even more intentional about showing them the value of the channel, the benefits for them as the viewer, and clearly showing them uh, what, what the channel's about, okay? Now, uh, other ways to strengthen the kite proposition is obviously using your traditions. You use what you, what you normally do. You, you talk in the ways you normally do. Make them feel like they're part of something awesome when they come to that video. You should be doing that in every video, right? Uh, but it, it, the, uh, that combined with the, the, the overall strategy, the idea of the video, all of that, I guess all of this I'm saying is when you go into a planning to make a kite video, the primary focus is that value proposition for the audience, showing them this is the type of video that, this is the type of channel, this is a video is the representation of the kind of channel that you want to watch and continue to watch. When you do that correctly, you've got a kite because it, you know, you've got that sense that this video is gonna do better, it's gonna reach more people. And uh, you've built in that strategic, hey, this is the value proposition for the right audience, not just any audience, but the right audience. And then um, you've built in the personality, the traditions, all of those things. Then you've got, it's much more likely to do exactly what a kite video does. And that is pull up the rest of the metrics on your channel. The, get, get YouTube showing your videos to that same viewer. Get them subscribing. Get them coming back over and over again for more of your content. All right, so that's a kite video. Now, I guess a, well, a follow-up question here is, well, Nate, why, why don't I just always do that in all of my videos? Couldn't any video be a kite video? Yes, it could. It very well could. But there are different purposes for different videos. Some videos inherently are going to be better kite videos than others. If it's a, just a video that really showcases your strengths or the fun of your channel, that is inherently more likely to be a kite video than a video that is just a single search term, for example, or just a uh, answering a specific audience-specific question. Um, so, can't I, I with any video you're strategically putting your call to action? You want to be showing them the value in any video, but there are some videos that you will start to get a sense 
are kite videos and you want to intentionally build a lot of benefits focused value into that video um, for the audience so that they take the action of consuming more of your content on YouTube. All right, that is kite videos for you. Now, I wanted to answer some of these other questions here in the community. First one, this is from tips underscore com and they're saying just hit publish on my fourth video. How many videos did you publish before you could monetize? How long have you been working on your channel and what results have you seen thus far? What do you make per month? Great questions. So I wanted to add my own two cents here. There were some great replies. Thank you everybody for your replies here and a few even showing ML guide showing some graphs from their channel. Sounds like you've got some really cool stuff happening on your channel. Which by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, feel free to DM me. I have some questions for you. ML guide about your channel. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the follow-up is they they said, if I seem anxious to reach success, it's because um, my husband just quit his job and I'm going full throttle on blogging and YouTube now. It's got to happen. That's great. That's some great motivation <laughs> to make it happen. All right. I wanted to throw some realistic uh, expectations here on this question. How long till monetization? Now, I'm assuming here monetization where we're, uh, the, 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 I guess the topic of this thread is YouTube stats for inspiration. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it one at a time. So for monetization, obviously, there's no hard, fast rule. It's really, it comes down to whatever, you know, the hour, watch time hours and the subscribers, right? If I were to give an expectation of how many videos you should publish before you start thinking, ah, something might be up here and I might need to really change some stuff, like really change some stuff on my channel. If you get to 100 videos and you are not monetized on your channel, then that is definitely uh, a red flag for me. And that's where you start, <laughs> get some help. And hopefully before then you start to see, I am not going to reach it in time. You know, if, if I continue my current trajectory and get some help sooner. So that's where you start posting in the community. Say, hey guys, I am currently at, you know, 79 videos and I only have 500 watch hours. If that's going on, um, that's definitely a concern. But to set a bit of, I guess, a conservative, realistic expectation, at least 100 videos, like full effort, full length videos, that's what I'm going to say. Now, coincidentally, that is also the number that I tell people to when you start into YouTube, you commit to doing at least 100 videos until you really know if it's for you or not. Like you got to be making 100 full effort videos to really know that. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my answer there. As far as monetization, there are other ways to monetize aside from YouTube ads. And, and you know that. You've, there's the 10-day info course, info product course here in Project 24. There's a few other videos in the project and the YouTube um, course about monetization. The, there are ways to shortcut that to getting the audience. Because the real question here is, it's, it, it's funny because a lot, of, a lot of the times we think about monetization as like that's our goal. And it is. It's a milestone. But the real question is, how long does it take until I have a dedicated audience? That's the real question. And that shows up as views. That's why I come back to views over and over again as the primary thing. Because if you consistently get views, then the rest will follow. That's just how it is. You could have a 10,000 subscribers and zero views. You could have a whole bunch of watch hours on a single video, right? And, and that would be it. But baseline of views 
when you're building up that dedicated audience of people that, that care about you, that like your content, that is the real question here. And when you're, as you're in that growth, monetization is a signpost along the way. That's how I think about it. So that's monetization from the YouTube standpoint. Um, another way to, uh, to, you can monetize sooner than the YouTube monetization. I mean, you can do affiliate links. You can um, do, uh, in most cases, you won't be getting sponsored videos just because <laughs> just, uh, your audience isn't big enough for people to see like, oh, you have an audience. Now, the exception there is you can reach out sooner than, than normal than what you might expect. I've already covered this in, in other episodes, but you can reach out sooner than what you might expect to get more like free products, which I guess is a form of sponsorship free products to review on your channel if it fits your channel audience. So there's that. Now, as far as ways to shorten that time, I'm going to come back to it, collaborations. Because you, if you show associations to the YouTube algorithm and to audiences that your content is the same stuff that they like on these other channels then that number will most likely be reduced. That number of 100 videos will most likely be reduced. It'll also be reduced if you have a single video or a few videos that get a lot of traction outside your normal audience. And the goal there would be make sure those videos are kite videos, which you'll want to, where you strategically set up your videos to be kite videos so that when they go bigger, they do draw up, they pull up the rest of of your channel. They actually benefit the rest of your channel. Okay, so as far as how long, how long have you been working on your channel and what results have you seen thus far? If you are publishing three full effort videos a week, you can do the math how long that will take. If it's two full effort videos a week, do the math there. If it's one full effort video a week, do the math there. That's one of the biggest arguments for doing more videos more quickly, especially early on in the channel. Doing a 30-day challenge, uh, 30-day, 30-video challenge, uh, things like that, publishing more often early on. It's one of the biggest arguments because you get through videos more quickly. You have that many more tests, that many more lines in the water with the algorithm and with your ideal audience for them to find your channel and for that video to become a kite to pull up the rest of the videos on your channel. So that's a great question. All right, there's one other question I wanted to answer here. This is Aditya Sharma. He ha- the question is, I have a tech blog and I'm planning to write a lot of tutorial articles. I think of tutorial stuff for YouTube is the best thing to go after instead of thinking to write articles and make a video version of the same article. But the problem I think on YouTube is that I will not be able to build an audience. Some people will be interested in Windows 10 tutorials. Some will be in social media tutorials. You get the idea. Is this a bad idea? Has anyone else here done it? Uh, by tutorials, I mean things like how to do X on Y or basically how to do anything. Okay, this is a very good question and one that comes up fairly often that uh, I I would just love to address in this episode of the podcast and potentially will be updated in the course in the future. And this question of, well, there's the two parts. There's the, will a blog post work well as a YouTube video? And then the second is, will these tutorial types of YouTube videos work as a strategy for YouTube? First question, blog posts work into YouTube videos. Uh, Most of the time, no. (laughs) A direct like transcription, here's my blog post, I'm going to read it off in YouTube video, will not work. YouTube is a very different animal. And 
the the format is literally different and the consumption, the way people consume content is different. And so most of the time it will not work. You need to take an entirely different angle for a YouTube video than for a blog post and vice versa, right? So um, we can go, I'll, I'll go a bit more into that in probably in future episodes um, or in other masterminds here in Project 24. But I wanted to address the second thing, which is the bigger question here of a tutorial-based YouTube channel. Is that, can that be a good idea? Absolutely, it can. Is it a very different strategy at that point? Yes, it is. Because th there are huge channels that are just tech, tech uh, tutorials, you know, tutorials, how to do this in Photoshop, how to do this in Windows 10, and some, how to do this on Facebook. There are huge channels that just do tutorials and they do very well. But if you look at the channels, what's the behavior, what's the views on those channels? They are often uh, it, very varied. <laughs> the views are very varied on those channels, meaning one video will have 20,000 views. The next one will have 120,000 views. Another one will have 60,000. Another one will have 1.2 million views. It'll be very varied on those channels. And it's because of a single factor. They're search videos, right? They're videos that people search for an answer for. And does that work? Yes, it does. YouTube is the second largest search engine, right? People and videos like that can appear in Google searches. They can even be the featured video snippet in a Google search. Uh, or it can be appear in that carousel of videos with you know featured moments within the video key moments, I can't remember what, they're basically timestamps, but I think it's key moments in the video that show up in a Google search result. So the strategy there, well, let me talk about some of the disadvantages here first. One of the strongest points of YouTube is its browse and suggest its algorithm. The fact that completely free to you, you can have your content put in front of anybody and they do all the work of vetting the right audience because they find out what your audience is and they say, huh, this is their audience. Well, this user profile has the same audience, you know, a lot of similarities. I'm going to show them the video. I'm going to give them an impression and then maybe they'll click through, right? It is so powerful, so incredibly powerful that that browse feature, their browse and suggested features of YouTube, so powerful and so helpful to us as content creators uh, if we're in, especially if we're, you know, in a, a business type of niche, it's, it it's the difference between needing to publish a new webinar or market, uh, get seats filled in a new webinar every single week through Facebook ads or something versus having and, and, and paying every single time to do that versus just having the, the system do our work for us for free. It's huge. It's awesome. Now, because that's such a strong factor, one of the biggest, one of the best ways to take advantage of it is building an audience, building a group of people who know, like, and trust you and who watch your content regularly because you get ad revenue from that, you get the exposure from it. But then also, if it does well with your current audience, it's more likely to spread to other people through the browse and suggested features. So with a search-based type of channel, a tutorial-based channel, you don't have a lot of that on your side. That's one of the biggest issues with a search-based channel. You really do not have a lot of the power of that on your side. So your strategy is different. Your strategy there 
is much more SEO and search focused. Meaning you got to do, you, you look for the top ranking videos when you search for the, the types of videos you're looking to win. You look for those and you take the hints from them. If you use a tool like uh, vidIQ, uh, it's really easy to copy the tags, the metadata, all that stuff. Um, then from there, you use the terms, you use similar language in your title and your and your thumbnail, make it look similar, have some overlap there, and then use the terms and then just spice it up a little bit so your video seems better than the other ones. And then just make a better video than the other searchable videos. Make it more helpful. You do those things and your your video, if you've done it all right and it you know it works out with the the search based audience, then your video will come to the top and of search and therefore you win that, right? That is the strategy there. Now, within that strategy, you can still do things. This is one of the biggest reasons why our previous way of doing YouTube or teaching YouTube was, okay, start off with searchable stuff. And then when you hit that source inversion, meaning you get more traffic to your videos from browse and suggest than from search. Then if you reach that point, then, okay, cool. Then you can start making more, you know, uh, interest-based videos. The reason we moved away from that was we started seeing that if you only do search stuff at the beginning, the subscribability element is very low, meaning the reasons for people to come, if they're just coming for a search query, they come, they get their answer, and then they leave, and you didn't give them any strong reason to stick around, uh, then they're gone. And that's more of a, you know, if, if you're doing, it's more of a blog approach, right? If you're doing response posts, they come, they leave, they get what they, you know, they get what they wanted and then they leave. That's awesome, you know. But on YouTube, you need to, it's, it's almost always a good idea with very searchable videos, especially if you're targeting that, to make it more subscribable, to include more personality elements and more interest elements within that while still answering the query, the reason they came to the to the video. The reason for that is because some of those people will trickle through and become regular viewers. And some people may be interested in, you know, some of the other content on your channel. And that's always a good thing, right? Uh, the other reason for adding more personality and interest is that's a better video and it's less commodity. It doesn't feel like any old person could have made that piece of content. Uh, some of the best ways to do that, show your face, if you can, in your videos, uh, just make it more helpful, add more visuals, make it more engaging, all of those things that make a good video. If you make a better tutorial video, you're more likely to win. <laughs> That's just how it works, right? So all of those factors, but I'm going to go back to, okay, what if the tutorials are really widely varied? Meaning one piece of technology like Windows 10 in this example versus a social media. The chances are, even if someone was really interested in everything about Facebook, I don't know if they would be very interested in things about Windows 10. So that's where we make a decision. Are we going to take a smaller slice and hope for more repeatability, repeat watchers, where they watch several videos on my channel? Are we going to take the broader slice and just really win the search battle? It's, I guess that's a choice up to you, um, which way you want to go that way if you want to go, if you're going with a tutorial-based channel. The other thing I will say here is it's not that a recurring baseline of viewers is the only way to be successful, read, the only way to make money on YouTube. In fact, if you do it correctly, I've, I've had conversations with people who 
have run a very search-based channel where one video's, you know, <laughs> at 5,000 views and then the next one's 200,000 and that was pretty regular on their channel and they make very good money on their channel because they focused on affiliates. They got more affiliate things. So if they're reviewing a piece of, of technology, for example, um, they and then they have a link in their description. Hey, if you know, if this video was helpful to you or if I showed you how to do XYZ thing with this piece of technology, if this was helpful to you, then, hey, if you're going to buy anything in the future, it would be awesome if you use my link. Things like that. Another approach is sponsored type of content with that. If you can get the, the companies that you're doing tutorials for to sponsor your videos, that would be great. And the other thing is on the videos that do really well, you're still going to get ad revenue, which could be very good depending on how many views you get on that video, how well it performs. So there you go. You got a few different strategies for a tutorial-based channel. In most cases, if someone were to come to me and say, hey, should I go with that? I would say, in most cases, I would say no. I'd say, let's see how we can spin it so we've got an ongoing interest and entertainment factor with the channel. But that doesn't mean that a tutorial-based channel can't be successful for all of the reasons So we've outlined here. And if that is the goal to make a tutorial-based, to, to create a library of videos that are the best and win in search and are just the most helpful to people, then that can be very successful also. So there you go. Great questions. I think that's all I have for this episode. As always, if you have any questions, put them in the YouTube um, community in the uh, Project 24 community and I love seeing all the interaction there. Keep up the good work everybody. Make some kite videos <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.